1: I feel like I'll be a great wife and a great mom. Like, I really feel confident. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like when my husband finds me, mm-hmm. it's gonna be like, yes, I love my wife. Because I'm, I'm now that woman that I'm proud to become. Like, you know, not behind closed doors, but in front of doors, outside. Like, I'm just really that girl
2: mm-hmm.
1: with God's eyes, not from human, you know? Gotcha. So it took time for me to, be, to become this woman and I'm proud of her.
3: All right, welcome to the Rich and Unemployed podcast, Uncut. I'm your host, Jonathan Dupoutin, a.k.a. Finesse. And uh, before we get started, make sure you guys check out the Patreon. Make sure you guys check out the website for the uh, merch, net. And uh, definitely the headscarf is going to be available by the time this episode comes out. So make sure you guys go ahead. Cop one. I have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful chocolate woman sitting beside me. And uh, introduce yourself.
1: Hey, you guys. I'm Natalie Nicole Smith. And I'm excited to be here.
3: Mm. You, you seem um, very confident. Like your presence is very confident. Thank you. hmm Like, are you confident?
1: I am confident. I used to be confident aesthetically for a long time. And then just after going through life, um, I really built my confidence within. So now I can show up as a true confident woman.
3: Yeah. Um, when well you say you was aesthetically, on the outside, you knew that you were bad, Like you look good. And then what internally you were just struggling?
1: So for a long time, I believe I used my appearance and my aesthetics to get jobs, to get opportunities. I did bottle service for like 10 years, all through college. Mm. So I went to Harvard University, did bottle service, and then I got into the beauty industry. So you have to look a certain way to attract clients. And I realized that that was really surface, you know? <laughs> I was able to make a lot of money, you know, for a lot of years. And then I hit a hard point in my life in 2020. And that's when my life changed. I realized that all that outer confidence, mm-hmm. like I had to build up my inner, my spirit man. And that's when God really transformed, like my internal. So just being able to really feel good inside matters to me. No matter what I look like with makeup, without makeup, a filter, without filter, I feel really good about myself.
3: Mm-hmm. I've seen a post that. I think you were overweight. Yes. How long ago was that? <laughs>
1: that was like nine months ago.
3: So you wasn't overweight your whole life?
1: No, so when I was like in fifth grade, I was always kind of like chunky, thick girl. Then I was thinner, Well, um, like I, had, I always had a nice shape. My mom was Trinidadian Daddy in Guyanese. I've always had a, a decent shape for a very long time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In 2020, I got robbed at gunpoint. And that really changed my life. I literally just let myself go. I gained 50 pounds, I've never seen myself overweight. So even though I really cared about my weight for many years, that was the first time I ever saw myself as like a thick girl, Mm -hmm. you know? So it it, it messed with me mentally because in my my lane of work, I sell health and wellness products. I sell looks, Mm -hmm. you know, for a living. So with the social bullying, the body shaming, body dysmorphia, there was so much that really allowed me to understand that my health is my wealth and I can't just show up and chase money. Mm-hmm. So I was overweight, <clears throat> I was 205 pounds and I decided to not do any surgery and just really lose weight naturally.
3: What What made you, What you stressed out?
1: You know, like imagine um, hitting the highest point in your life and making a lot of money. You know we pray and we ask god for success right and then when you get the success you think life is going to be a walk in the park so mind you i was hustling all my life bottle service doing hair selling hair and then my first year i made seven figures i didn't make one i made four you know so that was very like impactful in my life and honestly i didn't know how to handle it mm-hmm. so even when it comes down to investing and spending my money wisely I kind of did the typical thing and bought a lot of materialistic things. Although I saved a lot of money, I still fell into the materialistic space, you know? And at that point I became ungrounded, ungrounded. And I think I needed that though. I think that um, I have an anointing to make money. I've always made money all my life, but God needed to trust me. So if and he knew that my looks meant a lot to me too though. Mm-hmm. So me being stripped from that physical appearance um, and going through that, I was able to get grounded and like really understand like who I was as a woman and understand like, I gotta, I gotta move in a spirit of excellence, a spirit of love and a spirit of grace. And I, I had to stop leading with money, you know? So I believe that in that space of my life a lot changed for me and I became a better woman for not just for me, for other women that look at me online, that want to be successful, that think that buying a bag is going to make you successful. You know, it's so much deeper than that.
3: Mm-hmm. So it had nothing to do with the robbery. I'm sorry? It had nothing to do with the robbery.
1: The robbery was the trigger for me. Trigger. I don't think nothing would have got my attention, mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. That was just like, because I've been fearless for a long time. So getting robbed was like, whoa, you know? Mm-hmm. It was, like I remember on my knees, the gun to my head, I said, God, if you save my life right now, I promise I'll make your name great. I, I will never forget that moment, <laughs> like on the ground and literally got up, I saw a bunch of white and I was like, all right, this bunch is, white." I don't know. It was just like, I, I didn't black out. It was like, I whited it out. Like, I don't know, I don't, I don't feel like I went to heaven because you know <laughs> I don't want to be all crazy and deep, but mm-hmm. I just saw like, like white, like I'm alive, mm-hmm. you know? So it was very, it took me nine months to to really realize that I got robbed and that I went through something That I decided to get therapy, yeah. got, got therapy. I, I'm still in therapy right now. Not for the robbery now. I'm in therapy just like, <laughs> it's good. Like mm-hmm. talking to somebody that's not biased, mm-hmm. like about life, you know, like, I haven't, I'm not a mom yet. I'm not a wife yet, and I feel good about it. You know, I think that the world rushes you like to do all these different things and being able to know that I'm at the right place at the right time, it feels good. So talking to a therapist and like, being able to confide in him about life and my moves versus confiding in a person, it's a healthy way for me to grow right now.
3: You said you're happy that you're not, I'm pretty sure you're not happy that you're not a wife and you don't have kids yet, but you're just in a happy place. In your life, like you're not, how old are you?
1: I'm 35.
3: You don't feel like the clock is ticking? I'm not no. saying the like, clock is ticking. I'm
1: like, so just to keep it a buck, like I'm really healthy and I've taken care of myself for a very long time. Mm-hmm. When I worked in the club, like I don't drink, when I worked in the club, I think that saved me a lot too. I got to see a lot like firsthand, you know? So even when it comes down to relationships, I've always like really been in relationships for years Mm -hmm. Um, and I take care of myself, you know? So that's one thing. The second thing is I believe that there is no time that's more perfect than right now for me. Before then, I would have been no good (laughs) to somebody's son. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, you know, like I have a dad, he loves me a lot and he raised me um, from a distance, you know? But he like, I'm his only child. So I learned a lot about like, what I desire in life, and I feel like I had to grow as a woman to show up as a wife and show up as a mom, just like a man has to grow and be ready for that.
3: Mm-hmm. I
1: feel like I was never really ready. I thought I was ready, but I wasn't really ready.
3: But you ready right now.
1: I feel like i will be a great wife and a great mom. <laughs> like I really feel confident. Like mm-hmm. I feel like when my husband finds me, yeah. it's going to be like, yes, I love my wife because i'm i'm now that woman that i'm proud to become like you know not behind closed doors but in front of doors outside like i'm just really that girl mm-hmm. with god's eyes not from human you know gotcha. so it took time for me to be to become this woman and i'm proud of her
3: okay um i don't know nothing about you right i don't even know what okay you know. <laughs> let's run it <laughs> what, do you, what do you do
1: so i have three businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people, my success came from network marketing. So I was able to um, earn about like, you know, some seven figures, about $8 million in network marketing in the past three years. Mm -hmm. I've been able to help over 80,000 people make a check from network marketing in the past three years. Mm -hmm. And that success allowed me to use the product and service that I offer to build my brand. So before mm-hmm. network marketing, I owned a salon for 10 years, right out of the college. I went to Howard University, studied business and public relations, jumped off the porch, opened up a salon with $10,000, and still was doing bottle service at the same time. And that's what propelled me into like the beauty and wellness space. Mm-hmm. So network marketing changed my life because I was always chasing money, to be honest with you. I was chasing money for a very long time. And I believe that God gave me network marketing, something that people think is a pyramid for me to create income and success with. So now, fast forward, I'm a businesswoman. Um, I have a store in the Houston Galleria. where a self care lounge for women. We service women and men, but primarily women,
2: mm-hmm.
1: skincare, wellness products, activewear. And I'm really excited about that new business. And that's what I do for a living. Oh, and then I can't forget, have Women Who Boss Network, which is my newest baby. I was just telling you about the podcast before mm-hmm. we started. I'm really excited about it because I feel like everything I've been through in life was for women. It was like, I feel like we go through so much as women. Like we get you know, sidetracked sometimes, we get influenced sometimes. And sometimes we're just figuring ourselves out. And that was me at one point in my life. So me discovering who Natalie is I want to help other women, you know, become the best version of themselves. And I created a safe place called Women Who Boss Network, where I offer business tools, branding tools, and just really understanding God on a different level.
3: It's hmm. beautiful. So if I heard correct, you say you, you've been successful three years? or?
1: So I've, I've always made six figures since I was 22 years old. But from the beauty I, shop? Yes, from the mm-hmm. beauty brand. I did Martin Lawrence, um, you know, presents the First Amendment. He was my first like real big client. He paid me like three thousand a day. So in DC, Martin Lawrence, yeah, to do what? Makeup for his comedians. Oh uh, yeah. So I did makeup. I did celebrity makeup mm-hmm. and hair for many years. Okay. Since I was twenty two years old. So that's where my real like passion came from. So then I got a little burnt out right around like twenty eight years old. Got into network marketing, and network marketing really changed my life.
3: We say chasing money, like for how long since you've been a little girl?
1: (sighs) To be honest, Jonathan, like I've been chasing money for a long time. Like since I was 12 years old, I was selling candy. Um, I sold Metro cards. My mom and dad got a divorce when Mm -hmm. I was in fifth grade and I didn't know that my mom was struggling because we moved to my grandmother's house. Mm -hmm. But when we moved to my grandmother's house, imagine being raised in a suburban, environment all Jewish. I'm the like being called pretty for a dark skin girl. So it was a lot of trauma that was built up at a young age from just like money, you know. So when I had the ability to start making money, I went crazy. I did modeling, um, I hosted clubs, I did bottle service. And then when I got into college, that's when the other side of money guys came in, you know? And my first um Real relationship, you know, it was a guy from the streets for a long, for some years, and that's when I realized that I had a problem, right? Because I was making money. In <laughs> I realized I had a problem. You know, so crazy. He called me. He called me from jail, and he was like, "He's so proud of me," and like, "We're never gonna get back together." He's in jail. He's in prison.
3: He was doing illegal shit back then. What?
1: You know, at the time, I. You know, you're guilty by association. Yeah. Let's just say that, and. I would do anything. Um, I, I'm a lover, like I love love, mm-hmm. but I'm also a good girl, you know. Mm-hmm. So imagine being in college, high university, businesswoman selling hair, and then you meet this guy, and like he exposed you to a different life, like a life that you never thought existed. Mm-hmm. You know, your parents protect you for so long, and then when you, you know, you go out on your own, you're like, whoa, what is this? So for many years, I was sidetracked. And although I was still work, you know, my boyfriend um, at the time, he was a boss, like in his own right. And he, he couldn't really get me to like settle down or like just fall short into like his own, whatever mm-hmm. idea he had for me, cause I was a hustler. So I, had a salon, I always did things. So the only thing that really like got us to break up was him going to jail. And when he went to prison, um, I got really focused. I got really, really focused. It was hurt. It was a hurtful relationship. He always told me I'm too young and stuff like that. Cause I'm gonna hurt you and I will never forget his words. I was like, what you mean I'm too young? You know, but he was really, I feel like he came in my life to show me that the world wasn't as sweet as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. You know, so I learned a lot from that relationship.
3: Did you leave him when he got locked up?
1: Well, he, so it was a really bad situation now, I guess. Everything is good now, I can talk about it. Um, he left himself like I mean it was the, I was so young in college he had a lot of girls like I'm one of like probably three girls at the time I didn't know you know mm-hmm. so mind you I don't have no house to put up I don't you know I don't have any of that stuff I'm in college so when he got locked up I guess he was able to concentrate on whoever it is that he needs to concentrate on to make sure he was good so he would call me and stuff like that but he wanted me to focus on school you mm-hmm. know and that was good. That was good for me. I think everything happened for a reason.
3: So did you use him for money?
1: Did he use me for money? Did
3: you use him for money?
1: No. he. I mean.
3: You said you had a problem. But it, was just- it
1: was like he exposed me to a different level of money. So he exposed mm-hmm. me to like finer things in life. And that was the beginning of um, me attracting men like that, honestly. Uh. So, I, you know, guys have bought me cars and just different things that is not normal. And I just have to realize at an adult age, like Natalie, that's. Like, when I honed in on Natalie, I realized that those relationships weren't benefiting me 100%. Mm-hmm. It was benefiting them a lot, too, mm-hmm. because trying to manipulate me, trying to control me with money and, like, finer things and like that I could not afford at the time. I didn't, couldn't, I didn't make enough money. Mm-hmm. So, what they were doing is way more than I can do for myself. Mm-hmm. So, I had to... That's when the whole, like, understanding what love looked like and that love is not just going to be associated to material things. So when someone loves you, it's an action. It's not because they can buy you
3: something. Mm. Were you attracting these men or were you just going after these type of men?
1: I honestly feel like they were finding me. I'm like a really, even to this day, like, (laughs) You're laughing. It's, it's true. I've never been a, a woman that chased guys. Yeah. Like I've always like guys will, you know, will look for me or find me. And then on top of that, I feel like they've been a distraction. Because I feel like my greatness should have happened before the age of like 32, I think it was, around that time. So me entertaining these type of men, just because they financially can do something extra in my life. I could have bettered than myself. So they were a distraction. It wasn't so much because mm-hmm. of what they can do for me. Like they liked me being around them. They felt like I'm a pretty girl and I went to Howard, whatever they used to say was mm-hmm. good for their own ego. So at the end of the day, I enjoyed the relationships. It was like, we really loved each other, I think. <laughs> You know, like we liked each other a lot, I would say. It wasn't like I'm just you're just using me for that time. Like we would build, I meet their family and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But then when I realized, and it wasn't a lot. It was like probably two guys that, because it was like four years, another three years. Then I went cold turkey and started dating like a pastor or something like that, you know. And I was like, you know what, Natalie, you got to figure <laughs> out what you want, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So it, I went through a cycle of just... um realizing that I'm not really boy crazy or man cra- male crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was chasing, it was like the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of success that I've been chasing for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Until I got to it, I realized, okay, there's a whole nother level of life that I need to get to. And that's when my purpose starts to be ignited.
3: So basically they, they slowed you down. You could have you been got to where you were trying to get to. For it sure. If there wasn't as a crutch in your life.
1: For sure, for sure. And they couldn't like, You know, that baby talk and the marriage talk, like Mm -hmm. it sounded good. But then when I wake up, I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're not about to do that. You know, so being able to have standards in my life, um, that's something I always desire to have. But of course, our flesh, you know, we fall short by the Mm -hmm. glory of God, because I believe that God desires for us to be happy. I believe that God wants us to create families and, you know, love and all that good stuff. I think that flesh sometimes overtakes us. So, me seeing like the finer things in life at a younger age, it really showed me a lot though. It showed me that it's possible. Mm -hmm. It did show me that it was possible. It did.
3: I wasn't dating a pastor. Wouldn't that be like the the dream man to have? Like, you know, he's the man of God, he got a church and... So... (sighs) Did you have sex?
1: We did. But at the end of the day, because I'm not, not going to lie. Rebuke
3: the devil. It's okay. Like,
1: it's not, I'm not going to lie. At the end of the day, <clears throat> yeah, we did, but it wasn't even like that. It wasn't even that type of relationship. I'm be honest with you. I needed that relationship in my life at that time because I was in a point of, I was, I was in a pivot. I was in a pivot. And I think God put this guy in my life to like really show me how good he was. Cause I was raised like in the church. Mm-hmm. So imagine this church girl going to college and then like seeing all these amazing things in life. You know, like I was like, wow. I was, I was still go to church every Sunday, but it was just like, I had this other side of me that I was fighting. And it was not so much about, I've never been the girl that's like about to be doing all this stuff for guys. No, like that wasn't my thing. It was money. It was like, I was chasing money. I would always want to do business stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would travel to do bottle service for God's sake. I would literally travel across the world to do bottle service. And I make a lot of money, you know, but that's not the be all. So fast forward with the guy, um, he just wasn't my type. You know, I don't think I was his type. You know, I wasn't willing to like, I don't feel like you have to look a certain way to love God.
3: You know, He's trying to change the way you look.
1: I don't think he tried to change it, but I think that his environment needed me to be something that I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. So I realized for myself, it was just a different shift that I needed in my life. And he needed something else in his life. He wanted to have a, a family, children, and stuff. That's not something I wanted to have at that time. Mm. Yep. So it worked out for the good. And everything happens in your, in your life for a reason.
3: Could you be with a man that, that's not into church?
1: My man has to love God. He doesn't have to be at the church, though. Mm -hmm. My man has to love God, though, because if you love God, you'll love me. If you break God's heart, you know, you broke. If you broke my heart, you know, you'll break God's heart. Mm -hmm. So I believe that I can be a great asset to a man and show him how good God is, but it has to be inside his heart. And I also think that. Um, when a man finds his wife, he really finds a good thing. And I, I feel like together there'll be a unity where they desire to um, get closer to God, you know? So I don't think my man has to be this big time preacher, but if he loves God, like he like, you know, loving God doesn't have a certain look. It's, it's an action, mm-hmm. you know? So if he, I'm gonna watch him, how he moves, how he treats people, how he treats himself, how he treats me. And then I know God is, is really living inside you cause we all fall short. And I feel like a society makes it seem like you have to be a certain way to love God or you have to like show up in a certain way. No, like I'm sure that somebody will watch this show that we're on right now and decide to love God from our conversation.
3: That means you're a strong woman.
1: I, I know my <laughs> assignment now, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I don't have to look a certain way. Like I thought that being a Christian I have to look a certain way, you know? And I have to be perfect. No, I'm not perfect. I'm still learning every day. I'm figuring myself out every single day. Mm -hmm. Money does not make me perfect. And I'm still evolving in that space. I'm not wealthy, I make money, but God has a different type of flow for me. And because he has a different type of flow for me, I'm obedient and it's not comfortable right now at all, but I'm ready for it. I just feel like my life here on earth is not just for the temporary. It's it's something way bigger that he has for my life and I'm still figuring it out, Mm -hmm. but I'm okay with it. As long as I'm showing up every single day, Mm -hmm. he keeps, unleashing so many great things right now. And I'm excited about it
3: again. I feel the same way. Um, Like some days, I think people put like a a date on your success. Right. Like they'll see you doing good and they they expect you to, you know, be the certain person by this this certain time limit, certain time frame. Right. And um, I just go with the flow. Like whatever's for me is for me. Always. I'm not tripping if, if... if one thing don't happen for me, I know another door will. But, um, no, I like it that you said that. Would you, um, in the position you're in now, would you, could you deal with the guy that is still like working, like trying to find himself?
1: Yeah, I feel that's I think it's beautiful, right? Because there's a lot of great jobs out here. I feel like our world has painted entrepreneurship as like the be all, I know mm-hmm. a lot of struggling entrepreneurs. I know a lot of entrepreneurs of S corps and C corps and LLCs. They don't make six figures every mm-hmm. year. They don't mm-hmm. make seven figures every year. Maybe they had one year that was success, but the next year is not such a success, and now they're, you know, experiencing imposter syndrome. You know, mm-hmm. so dating a man that loves God and is self motivated and hardworking. Imagine Natalie in your life. You know, like imagine a Natalie, like for real, like in your life, it's like, you can do it, babe. Like, it's just, what do you want to do exactly? And if he desi- and he has the work ethic, it's up. And I feel like that's where what's missing right now in society. I feel like a lot of men, like my DMs are in shambles, you know, like shambles. they're in shambles, okay. <laughs> like the, the amount of guys that like ask, like, can I take you to Dubai? Like what makes you think I'm, a fi- I'm gonna go to Dubai with you? You know, Mm -hmm. like, like why would I do that? And then another guy was like, well, can I take you shopping? Like, why do you think I'll just go to the mall and go shopping with you? Like, I'm not that girl. Mm -hmm. And it's okay, babe. Well, it's not okay. Because I feel bad for men like that. Because some of them might not even have money like that, but they'll spend their last dollar to win a woman that they really can't handle. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're leading with money and you're leading. So if a man is hardworking and he's working, he's keeping in the buck, listen, I'm at Six Figures, and this is where I'm at right now. The reality is we probably should be friends. We should probably just be friends. If that's what I desired, we should probably just be friends or for whatever woman that is looking to date, and you just, and then get to know him and get to know his work ethic. What time does he wake up in the morning? Mm-hmm. Like, What does he do during the day? When he gets off of work, what does his day look like?
2: Mm-hmm. Does
1: he desire more? Mm-hmm. What's his, what is his relationship with God? Mm-hmm. Does he believe that God is a big guy and can change his life? Damn. <laughs> that's my thing, cause God's a miracle worker. Mm-hmm. And one thing about God, one of my favorite scriptures is Jeremiah 29, 11. And God knows the plans that he has for our life. He already knew about your show. He already knows about what he has for your life. He already understands that, but he's waiting for us to be obedient. He's waiting for us to show up. That's why I asked you downstairs. I said, how long have you been doing this? What work have you done towards building up your platform? And that's important because God knows that what you really do. What people show up on as insta- on Instagram, God already knows what they're really doing. Mm-hmm. So when a person locks in and says, you know what, God, you know the plans that you have for my life, plans not to harm me, plans not to hurt me, but plans to prosper me, I trust you. Guess what happens? Every day we wake up and that's when beast mode happens. That's when you don't be like, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. You don't, when you know that God has a plan for your life, you get up ready for greatness.
3: What's your work out there?
1: Man, every day. I mean, like, it's crazy. Like I have busy days every single day. And when I say busy days, I have income producing days every day. I call it IPA, income producing activity. I wake up, I have time with God. I love hearing gospel music super loud. It's just my thing. It's like me telling God what's up. Mm -hmm. You know, I listen to Lecrae or Pastor Mike. I just listen to the gospel mix, you know, like uplifting music. Um, Then I go work out. I take my TLC products, my my, uh, vitamins, my energy, energy supplement. GLC,
3: is that your product?
1: Yeah, I brought you some too. You have oh, a gift. Oh,
3: Lord. <laughs> well,
1: I don't need you to join, but I just believe in health, health as well. Mm-hmm. So it was like, that's my assignment though. I wouldn't be doing my assignment if I didn't bring you products. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get you some. Vitamins are important. Is it detox? It's a vitamin okay. and energy. I do have detox as well, but it's whatever you desire. Mm-hmm. So then I um, take my products. I go to the gym. I work out. Um, sometimes I do like five miles a day. I really enjoy doing five miles. I think I check my emails when I'm walking and stuff like that. I get on the phone, I talk to people that have positive conversations in the morning. Like if you're like on the phone, like with anxiety, I don't talk to you in the morning. Mm-hmm. I talk to people that like my mom, my dad, check in with them and they just really just zone out. And so what I want to, what I, what I want to happen during my day. And I set my intentions in the morning. And then every single day I write a to-do list on, um, you know, like the notes in your phone so there's a checklist tab. I literally, I love, it's just the feeling of the checks being checked off. I just go
3: through what it. What is that?
1: It's in your notes. So let's say okay, okay, okay. It's, it's the most, it's one of the best applications on our phone that we don't really use like that. Cause you literally can go on your notes and say, edit this podcast, do this, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. And during the day when you feel like you're shifting, go back to your notes and get back on track. So that's something I do consistently every day. And then I just do some type of self care. Like I read books, I listen to Audible. Sometimes I'm just quiet. I just sit down and just like, just listen to my own thoughts. I'm not the type of person that needs to be like outside all the time or like be on the phone. I don't really, I'm not really on the phone like that. Like I don't really care to be on the phone talking about nothing, you know?
3: Do you get burnt out?
1: No, because I'm enjoying life. So I live on the beach. Um, I have a place in LA too. So I just, I'm enjoying life right now. Like I do things that I want to do. Like everything I'm doing right now, I thoroughly enjoy.
3: How can you really be happy if you have like if there's no mate in your life? Like, doesn't flying to Miami, flying to LA, like you don't get lonely?
1: I never said I wasn't dating. You said you were single. I'm not, I'm I'm not okay, so you're single or you're married, or you are <laughs> in a relationship, right? Okay. All right. So everyone dates differently. Mm-hmm. I'm dating right now. And with my time that I have, I, my dating style is by choice, you know? So I'm not lonely at dating all. Dating
3: style by choice.
1: Some people like to date multiple men. Some people like to date multiple women, right? Like I'm dating that person and we're chilling. I'm building a foundation. Like I'm tired of jumping from relation to relationship to relationship. I desire a friendship, a bond, something real. Mm-hmm. And then if that works out, then we can go to the next level. But mm-hmm. I don't want to just be one of your collectible pieces in your life and we don't have anything. Like having a friendship, a friend that really, I can understand what they're going through, good things, bad things, like, and be an asset. Like being an asset is not just your body. You know, being able to like really support somebody, you know, mentally, emotionally, like that's what I'm doing right now and I enjoy it. And if that doesn't work out, then I do my thing. But I feel like society has like created this like, style of how you should date, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how you get into situationships. I feel that. Yeah, I'm cool off of that.
3: Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh I'll be telling myself like, you know, I'm not going to rush in a relationship. Like people will try to make you get in these relationships and feel like you need to be, or they'll be like, oh, you're a hoe, what to men. Oh, you just want to be a hoe. What? It's really like, I feel like I'm 33. So I'm to the point where like my next relationship has to be my last. So. I have to really take my time on the person that I choose to be with. And just like you said, like, I need a friendship first. With no sex involved, I need to get to understand this person that I'm, that I'm about to maybe share my life with. And when, when you say that, oh, I just want to be friends, they take it the wrong way. Like, oh, well, he don't want no commitment. Well, it's not that, it's just the fact that I want to take things slow, like, chill, relax.
1: So two things I will say about that. I'm proud of you for that. Um, you're you're entering a Cairo season of your life where God's about to do like a new thing in your life and It's uncomfortable, right? It'd be uncomfortable for you and for the women that you're attracting because mm-hmm. it's different. A lot of women feel like a lot of women that are like figuring themselves out, they believe when a man is like showing them all this time and attention, that makes them feel wanted. You know, Mm -hmm. so one thing I always say um, to any of my friends or people that I rock with is one whole person plus another whole person equals a healthy relationship and a healthy union. Mm -hmm. Right now, the focus is being whole. Like my focus is being whole, Natalie. Like what does that look like? What does that feel like without somebody else interjecting in my growth? Like what is God trying to do with my soul yeah. and my mind and my body? Like, what is he trying to do with me? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm working on right now. And as a friend, they have to respect that. And as a friend, I want that for that person as well. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? If we're both in this space of growth and development. God is going to find you your person. Like, you don't got to search for her. I ain't got you. You don't have to
3: I, be- I honestly feel that.
1: You don't have to search for her. Mm-hmm. And anyone that is putting their self on you, whether it's sending you nudes or sending you like- temporary stuff to get your attention, mm-hmm. they're not your person because you don't got to do all that. Like when you really are like in your flow, God will align you with your person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like the person will be right in front of you the whole time. You're like, hold up, mm-hmm. wait a minute. I, w- You know, that's not that. But when you are in your own flow, you don't got to rush anything. So in my flow, I haven't really had to rush anything in a minute but I'm listening to God and I literally like if God says to me right now, that's not your person, they playing games, if anything's exposed and it feels weird, they not really being a friend. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really defining what a friend means to me too. Yeah. Like I want to marry my best friend. I really want that for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to play that type of game and like act like someone's my friend and we're not really friends. Mm-hmm. Friends got each other's backs, friends go through ups and downs, mm-hmm. friends and everything's not gonna always be like gravy every day. Mm-hmm. Like, are you really my friend? Mm-hmm. Are you my friend when I'm not feeling the best? Are you my friend when I'm happy? Are you celebrating those moments with me? Mm-hmm. Am I doing that for you? Mm-hmm. And that's a friendship. And I feel like when that locks in, and that's why I have Women Who Boss Network, because I want to help other women like, grow like I'm growing right now. I want accountability, actually. It's not even about me looking down on other women. It's like, yeah. a lot of us are going through the same thing, but if we don't have another woman mm-hmm. that stands up and says, you know what? What worked then is not gonna work now. if we want our husband like to find us, we gotta become whole women. So that's where I'm at. And I feel like that's what men have to do as well. Because leading the same way, like if you wanna buy somebody something that's cool, but if you're buying somebody something to get their energy and their attention, that's temporary.
2: Very temporary. That's
1: very surface. And listen, you wanna have a good time. That, that's up to them or whatever. But I feel like when you're saying to yourself that you want, you literally just said to God, and I want you to like when you really get on your knees, and you don't know, got do one good knee prayer. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie, do one good knee prayer, like where it's like just shut out the noise. Mm-hmm. Talk to God and be like, you know what, God, you got your eyes open, that doesn't even matter. God, keep me focused, help me build my platform, send me the people and things that can help me elevate and do your good and allow whatever distraction that's coming in my life to leave. Literally that prayer was powerful for me because he literally just started, boom, boom, out of my life. And I'm like, hold up, wait a minute, I wasn't ready for that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel more clear now. now there's, there's still days where I'm like, okay, you know? Because you're not know, got the same phone number, <laughs> you know? But I'm just such a different woman, I don't really like, deal with a lot of crap anymore. Mm
3: -hmm. I just don't. You said so much. (laughs) You a talker. (laughs) Hey. I like that. (laughs) You do motivation, like you do motivation speaking?
1: I do real life now. I feel like at one point, I thought it was motivational speaking, but it's just real real life. I feel like people don't communicate anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and I feel like I had really poor communication skills and I thought I was really great at it and communicating is listening, like me listening to you and me responding, Mm -hmm. not just from what I want to say, but from what needs to be said with a response, Mm -hmm. that's communication. So no more motivational speaking for me, more real life speaking, more like allowing God to use me and speak real life, not just for that surface stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. I did all that, I'm cool.
3: I think that's why I'm so popular because my shit be so authentic. <clears throat> and
1: it's real <laughs>
3: I come from a place where I, I talk like I'm I'm talking to like my homies you know what I'm saying I'm talking to like my homegirl sitting right here with no filter and I think like people get on the internet they try to be like so politically correct and it, it'd be hard for people to connect with people that just kind of sound like this, like this this same cadence like these people that sound like they just I don't know it always like, sound like they're trying to say something at the end of something like you, you give me motivation but why it don't sound so real?
1: Because most people are trying to sell you something. And what happens with social media is that when you build a brand, like a personal brand, whatever you touch will prosper. But when you're building a brand just from the business standpoint, and people don't know your heart or they can't feel your authenticity, it's not real. You know, So the reason why I was able to do network marketing and be successful, the reason why I can sell skincare and I can sell swimsuits is because showing up as my true self is working. And that's what your brand does. Like, I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I want to be honest with you, for real, your brand has a lot of moving parts. But one of the parts I love about your brand is you showing up as your true self and being consistent. Mm-hmm. I love that. So I did see a few of your episodes. I'm like, well, maybe that's not really my vibe for real. Mm-hmm. But guess what? God will use you to connect with other people, to bless more people on your platform. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're saying this to yourself, like, Hey, I really like, think about this. You might speak about all that sex stuff, whatever it is. But the truth really is you're relatable to a lot of people that want to actually hear that. Mm-hmm. But then also I do read your comments. And there's a lot of people that love the motivation. I love the transparency in there as well. So while you're showing up, even you being vulnerable and saying like my next relationship, I want it to be my last. There's a lot of people that feel the same way. Mm -hmm. And God is going to like maneuver your conversation too as you continue to grow. Even with that conversation you say you have, like once a week where you speak your truth, Mm -hmm. that's dope. Because now people can say, you know what? If he's going through that,
3: I can grow too. What, What about my show that made you say that it's not your vibe?
1: See, my thing is like, I don't really, so I don't really have like a sexual brand, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, although I know I look good, I know that God's in my DMs, I don't use that to validate like my existence online, Mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying? And I feel like that's, even when I did bottle service, like a person can't say like (laughs) I was that girl that was getting like passed around mm-hmm. in the city, like never. So I pride myself on being that type of woman and I have to watch who I collaborate with. Mm-hmm. I do, but I do know this. A lot of guys like yourself, they always slide on my DM like, all right, well, if I can't have you, where are your friends at, right? Or they mm-hmm. say something like that. And I was like, hmm. So there's a lot of great women on social media that I know, but what are they doing to not show up or end? Why are they being overlooked? So I feel like a lot of women that lead with sex or lead with like being naked, sometimes they're being, um, Digging the experience, I guess, first with guys, and then the guy gets something like, I don't want that girl anymore. Then they go to the other woman, but by the time they go to that woman, they're like traumatized already because they feel like, Oh my god, they've been. Because I listen to some of the stuff you're saying, it's funny. I'm like, You gotta change your preference, you gotta change your taste buds, you know, because there's a lot of quality women out here. So, to answer your question, I feel like. A lot of people that will watch this podcast will like, okay, you can be fly, you can be sexy, you can be smart, you can change your life and you can attract you know, your dreams and you don't have to rush. You don't have, if you don't, like for me, I don't have any kids yet, but that doesn't mean that I'm like not capable, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel as though that looking at me, you don't have to rush into something. even know, you're 23 years old or 25 years old. Like I've seen 23 year olds, no shade, but like they look old. You know, and I'm like, no, it's really, but it's sad though, because the world has created a space where getting these fillers in your face and doing, and again, you can do whatever you want with moderation. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. I personally am not running with a Botox in my face. You know, I'm a if I have to do that. Right. But to, to look a certain way, because you want a man to like you is like, we're getting, we're, we we got to shake it up again and get back to reality. Like yourself. Mm-hmm. A million likes on Instagram means nothing if you don't like yourself. Man,
2: what? I don't care how many lights you have. <laughs> man, what? That's why people turn
1: <laughs> their lights off because they don't want to face the truth. Like mm-hmm. all that work you did for that photo, they don't really like it like that. Mm-hmm. So imagine being yourself.
3: And they say they don't do it for the men. They just they do it for themselves. Who said that? That's what they say. Like when like, oh I don't get a BBL. Oh you ain't need a BBL. Oh, I ain't get it for, a, for for a man. I got it for me.
1: So when you become your authentic self, you get to the root of it. When you change your body, when you change your face, when you change anything on your body, right? There's a root of why you're doing that. Mm-hmm. It's always a root of it, right? Cause you can literally go to the gym and change your body, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not knocking whoever's ever done that because I've had my experience with lipo before and I still got fat as hell afterwards. Mm-hmm. I gained 50 pounds afterwards. So I said to myself, do I go run back and do what I did before? Or do I go in the gym and lose some weight and have some, some Discipline with myself, mm-hmm. because now that I conquered that goal recently, I know I can do anything. so I think that some women might feel like they don't do it for men, but it's you want acceptance mm-hmm. who Who doesn't want to feel like their love, but when you like and love yourself, then whoever likes you and loves you is secondary.
3: my platform. so <laughs> I know what you like meant when you said like, okay the sex vibe, whatever. So like that not that's not the, the goal, but it'd be the women that are on here, right? So like with you, I don't think I could I probably could, but I couldn't have that conversation with you because you give a whole dip your demeanor doesn't give that off. Like you don't even that ain't even come out your mouth yet, right? So like when I sit on these kinds with women and and those conversations come up, you know, like I just okay, this is what it is, right? And I try not to water down the brand with that, but um I guess lately, because I don't want anybody just I want a, a person that's that's new coming on my page, like I want to see a variety of mm-hmm. different content when it comes to women, but I try to spread out the different type of women that I have on here so it don't give that look like that image, like, oh, he's talking about a sex or All he does is flirt with women. And <clears throat> I just don't want that that image.
1: What do you what image do you want?
3: I just want an image where um it's I'm a man that can communicate well with women that can have different conversations with women on all different levels when it comes to like only fans or when it comes to like political stuff business stuff i'm just i can well, converse verse, with, yeah, I- with anyone
1: i feel like as you continue to build like you're doing your guests will make room for you mm-hmm. and your show will continue to shape into that show that you desire to become i feel like those conversations are important because After a woman hears themselves, they have to literally listen to what they just said. Yeah. Right? And think about what you said to me. You said that you desire a relationship that has a friendship foundation that's not based on sex. Mm -hmm. So let's say hypothetically a woman comes on your platform and that's all she talks about that talks about. She literally x herself out of, even if she was attracted to you, she did X herself out of that equation because that's all her conversation could cover, right? So I think that as you continue to diversify your platform, people will be inspired to really even ask you questions or even like coming here as their authentic self and say, you know what? I'm trying to change my life. You know, this is what I got going on. I'm doing business. I'm doing this. My love life sucks. Whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think you're doing a great job. I think that People are showing up as who they really are, you know, and you're allowing them to be their best self, and that's that. Cause I've seen some other shows. Shanika's show was good. Mm-hmm. Shanika's show was like Tyra's show was cool. I didn't really see everybody's show though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see a lot of your guys that come on, you mm-hmm. know, but for the women, um, I can't remember.
3: I try to give balance, like okay, like it would be your episode, which would be like a really good, motivating episode for women. <laughs> and then I have, you know, maybe a stripper or only girls on here, but yeah. I feel like women or people just need to hear these conversations because yeah. you got to understand how people think and you can't be out here green, no, especially to guys, right? Guys need to hear this type of stuff because this is real life. And you thinking every woman is, is, is a, a good woman is, is for you, but really they be about their bag, right? Like you was about a bag years ago. I'm not saying that you was just...
1: I really love but can I be honest with you? Like even to this day, like why like anyone that I really dated seriously, they really loved me. I'm telling you this for real. Mm-hmm. Like if we had like a, a call in right now, like- <laughs> I promise to you, like, I promise to you, like, <laughs> let me tell you a funny story. So my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend called me from prison and I didn't know what the phone call was. And I was like, what is this? Because like, 'cause I'm like, why is someone calling me? And I never answered the phone for like random FaceTimes mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, first of all, why are you calling me? And then secondly, what is this background? So I was like, whoa, how are you? So mind you, he honestly like was a part of why I went hard because I was like, a man will never do that again. Like, you know, I felt so like not worth, I didn't feel worthy, Mm -hmm. you know, when after I dated him. And I felt like um, as a woman, I allowed things that I shouldn't have allowed. So when he FaceTimed me, he had his homeboys in prison in the background. He was like, this is Natalie. He was like, like, look, this is my, he said another word. That's my old B. I said, that's your old what? And I was like, listen, check this out. What's up? Right. Right. I got real serious. He's like, no, no, no. I want to tell you, I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of you and the woman that you've become. And you know what? It's crazy because like, I don't really get the proud of me conversations a lot from people, you know, and to see someone that knew me from my past he knew that I wasn't there for just his money. Like, I thought that I can help him. I thought I was one of those girls that I thought that I was, like, smart enough to, like, open a business for you or do something, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, trans- transformational. But mm-hmm. I was a little girl, you know? So, in the season of my life, I don't feel like it was just for money. It was like, I, I think I read too many books as a child. My coders went to what. Um, coldest winter ever, love fly girl. girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so good. And I really felt like I was like winter, okay? <laughs> and when I got in these relationships, I was like, oh, I'm not built for this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like everything happened for a reason. And in my adult life, I I love seeing men like healthy and like healed. Like I'm just into that. And I love a man that went through something and was able to come out of it. It just, that just does it for me. And wow. I, I love what our culture is doing Um, to rebuild the black man out loud. Like I love black men showing up. I love just women showing up too. I just love this for us right now. And I feel like even if you were someone that um, entertained toxicity in the past, showing up as a renewed spirit gives so many people hope. Mm. So that's what I love. So yeah, shout out to my ex, you know, and whatever, you know, went on in the past. I was young, 21, 20 years old. I didn't think I had ID. I think the first time I went to Miami's with him, you know? Oh. So I learned a lot and I'm the woman um, that I am today because of the experiences that I've been through. Is
3: it hard being dark skinned?
1: Is it hard being dark skinned? You know what? I think it's like the best kept secret right now because at one point, I think colorism is a thing. When I was younger, um, a lot of people will say like, you're pretty for a dark skin girl or, you know, why is your nose small or like, why is your lips like this? And I'm like, that was weird to me. I didn't understand that, I went to Howard. Mm-hmm. So when I got to, went to Howard, it was like, you're pretty for a black, a dark skin girl. And that really like bothered me a little bit. And then as I just got into my own way, it was like, the men just love it. Like they love melanin skin. I mean, to the point where like men are my DM like, you're just the perfect chocolate. And I'm like, this is crazy. That's
3: how I started off. You know? A beautiful chocolate woman.
1: Yeah, it's like, what is that about? You know? Mm-hmm. So I just love myself. And I don't think I look at myself as just a dark skin woman. I look at myself as a beautiful, melanated woman. My mom is really dark and chocolate. She's from Trinidad. She's so beautiful. Dimples, so pretty, you know? And I just know that my jeans are really good. I know I'm gonna be really like nice looking when I get older. So mm-hmm. I just feel like taking care of myself. I love light-skinned people, dark-skinned people, whatever a woman is, whatever you are, just take care of yourself. So being a dark woman, I'm proud of me, and I hope that other dark women continue to like embrace their color, so mm-hmm. they're like bleaching their skin and all that stuff.
3: Was there ever a point where you felt like you were ugly because of your skin color?
1: Like, My parents messed it up for a lot of people. Like when I was young, my mom and dad always told me how pretty I was. And then like, I was in commercials and stuff. So a lot of, um, my lip gloss, a lot of like, a lot of my teachers when I was younger treated me like very special when I was really young. Mm -hmm. But the kids were kind of mean to me. Like, cause I went to school like Jewish and like Spanish kids and light skin kids, like biracial kids. So I've always really loved myself and it was challenging at one point. But then when I got into my adult life, I was just like, I'm really like, I like this for me. Mm-hmm. You know, even like, I feel like my hair, I just think that, of course, you know, this hair is cute. Shout out to Gold Label <laughs> hair. But I, if, I don't know if you saw my social media, I wear my real hair a lot. Like I just love that I'm embracing my natural beauty, you know, mm-hmm. like without makeup, with makeup. Like I love myself. I don't have to like go get a makeup artist to do my makeup. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just love me. Mm-hmm. I really do. Let
3: me see what's your hair, what's your hair?
1: Why don't you see your phone? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of photos. I think I like, I think I was in the, the jacuzzi the other day. Live my best life.
3: I love naturalness. I love like, I love no makeup, no weave. <laughs> oh, look at you.
1: I always live my best life on social media. I don't.
3: What building you live in?
1: We ain't going to do that. Oh, my time. bad, my bad. I'm
3: tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I feel like we anyway, were
1: doing. That was funny. Like, wait, what you trying to do? I forgot oh, yeah,
3: what we were doing. Like,
1: what's up? My bad. Yeah, no, but I take care of myself. And I think I mean, that's important, though. I think that it's one thing to like aesthetically show up with your nails and like all that extra stuff. Yeah. But to feel good about yourself, like your husband's going to have to look at that. Mm -hmm. You know, so even on FaceTime, like I love the fact that I look good on FaceTime, Mm -hmm. you know, like I pride myself on taking care of myself. And that's like the foundation of self-care for me, just loving myself, feeling good, making sure that Natalie's rejuvenated, making sure that I can show up as my best self.
3: When you say take care of yourself, like how do you eat?
1: So one thing about me is I eat. I like food, but I eat like things that feed my body. So I love salads. I love tacos. I love Caribbean food. Um, I'm not a McDonald's girl, or like I'm not that type of Burger King girl at all. You know, um, I do like Chipotle. Maybe people don't like Chipotle, but I like Chipotle (laughs) because I'm. I know people like why you like Chipotle. I like. I go to like that are in good neighborhoods. What's the difference? Everything's the difference. The way. So when you look at the, the setup around the bowls. If there's like food like all over the place, I don't eat there. That means they do not like take care of the food the right way. Oh, okay. So I love that. Um, I also, I know how to cook really clean food. I love clean eating. In the pandemic, I learned how to cook really good.
3: You know how to cook Caribbean food?
1: I do. Yeah, I do. I do. That's my favorite food ever. Uh, Caribbean food and Hispanic food
3: what? is my favorite. Your husband's going to be a happy man.
1: I l- I like clean eating, like, you know, so, I'm excited about whatever day that God says, you know what, that's, what's gonna, that's gonna be like your moment. Cause I feel like I, I'm saving a lot of stuff for my husband. You don't cook for men? I do, like I don't just cook. That's not my thing, like for my man. Yeah, but I'm not gonna be like, oh, come in my house, let me cook for you. Some random people, like I'm not doing that. The guy
3: you're dating right now, would you cook for him?
1: Well, yeah, I've cooked before for him. Yeah, like I cook clean. Like I'm not about to I'm not cooking fried chicken. I'm mm-hmm. not cooking a bunch of stuff that's gonna splatter everywhere. Like I didn't I don't like that personally for me. Mm-hmm. Um can I get better at certain things? Yeah. My mom says you're gonna teach me how to do some other stuff, but like I can cook like clean food. Like my man's gonna be like, mm, she can cook clean.
3: Could you date a younger man? Like this is to say if you was 33, you're 35. You know
1: what? Okay, so if I was in that space of like, oh my god, applications open, um, Yeah, because like if I was in that space, because Mm -hmm. here's I want women to know this: like, date a mindset, date a heart, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, who knows that man can be before his time, Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like there's a lot of older because I did the older guy thing, and I thought, and I met a lot of older guys are not there, you know. So I think that you should date somebody for who they are. Their heart, how they mm-hmm. treat you, their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If applications are open, I'm like, okay, so
3: application. Applications not open. Like
1: I just, it, I'm busy. I got stuff going on. I'm dating somebody. Like we're good. Like, you know, I'm not in a relationship. We're building a friendship. And on top of that, to be really honest with you, like I'm in my bag again. You know, like right. God has just been elevating me and putting me in like different situations right now where I'm excited about my show. I even have endorsements and sponsorships already, and I haven't even launched yet. You know, so. I'm excited again about just life and business. I feel like whoever's gonna come in my life is I'm gonna feel it. I don't have to like search and like say applications open. Let me look, you know, it, I'm gonna feel it. Mm-hmm. I just really believe, I, I really believe, I feel like for me, it's not gonna be an Instagram relationship. It's not gonna be like a, um, a relationship where like, you're gonna see every season of our growth. i gonna be one of those women that's gonna pop up married.
3: I'm going to be the same way. I'm going to be a just pop up with a child, pop up with a wife. I
1: feel like that. I don't feel like I'm going to be like, yeah, this is like, remember the card thing? I love that for everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really was like, I want that. Like, I did have this one day. I was like, but I thought about, do you want that because of the way it looks, or do you want a man to really do that in real life? Right. Like, which one do you want? You know? So I just think I'm chasing something different right now, and I love it. I love this for me.
3: I really wish it wasn't for the gram. I really wish like that was just like. Yeah, like,
1: are you really wish. doing that for your woman? Yeah. Are you really thoughtful like mm-hmm. that? And again, I've been in um, relations that have been very thoughtful. Like, I, I don't feel like, I feel like any relationship I've been in, I feel like it had to happen. I wasn't treated like, no one just dogged me out. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But I feel like my next relationship is gonna be like, you're gonna be like, God, you just bust me with Natalie. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like we're gonna both feel like that about each other. I'm gonna be like, thank you guys. I'm like, thank you, God. It's gonna feel good, you know? So, and we're gonna do that off of just, we love each other. I'm like, babe, what do you wanna do today? It's your day.
3: So, the guy you're with is not your person.
1: So, I wouldn't say that. I would say that, okay, it's two things. It's two things the friendship thing matters to me for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. That never mattered to me before. I would say that and like lie to myself, like we were friends for all these years. No, friendship is when you're really building a bond, right? Mm -hmm. And during your friendship, you determine if it can go to the next level. We're in that phase right now. And he's a great guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, I don't know how he treated other women. I don't even care about that, you know? I just know for me, Like we're cool, you know? And I feel like um, it works for right right now. I don't know what God has for, for me. And I'm not stuck on this is just it. Because when God downloads to this man that he wants to step his game up and lock in, I pray that it's at the right time, you know? Because I'm not gonna be out here single forever. Like, you know, like you have to like, you gotta really handle me with care. Like I'm that girl you have to handle with care. And I just pray to God that he handles me with care. And in this season, because I'm not finna just be single forever.
3: You know, like. So are you, you're not taking applications, but are you taking friend applications?
1: So at this moment, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know like to laugh. Why you got me laughing like this? So at this moment, I don't think I'll be a good friend to anybody. Like, I feel like between my store right now, between like my business, again, I am single dating, right? If it was the average woman out here, I would tell her, girl, accept the friends, okay? May the best man win. Mm -hmm. I would say that to the next woman because I feel like she shouldn't be locked in with somebody Unless he's showing up like and putting pressure on that friendship and you know you guys are dating intentionally. But for me right now, I'm good, you know?
3: You're not dating intentionally?
1: I'm dating intentionally as far as our friendship, but we're not in a relationship. So there's no like, I'm not going to give him a time. Like In my mind, I'm watching how I feel, you know?
0: my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill
1: feel good today does this feel good this month and i'm i'm auditing how i feel every month you know and i feel like the man that is for me if this man is for me he's going to catch on and he's going to figure things out soon we're going to feel it together and if our time has expired our time will expire You know, like that's just where I'm at. I don't have the perfect answer right now because I've never done this before. Mm -hmm. I've never in my life, like, I wish I had a dating book to tell people, like, I don't know. I'm just really trusting God out here right now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's very vulnerable. It's a very vulnerable space to be in to say, like, why aren't you talking to all these guys? You know, it's like, I'm focusing on my business, I'm focusing on my spirituality, I'm focusing on my wholeness. I just got a relationship for two years. You know, I was in a relationship for two years from 2020 to 2022. And I just want to be a great woman to my husband one day. And I feel like I'm dealing with myself right now. And my the person that's in my life, he doesn't he doesn't interrupt that.
3: Answer this question. If you had to choose
1: Oh God. No, 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 not, <laughs>
3: if you had to choose between a relationship or Instagram, I know.
1: What do you mean? Instagram like have Instagram? Yep. Like what? Like
3: Instagram. Instagram is gone.
1: My my man is not going to even I'm not going to attract a man that wants me like that.
3: But listen, 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 but you um, you got to think about Instagram. Tell but me about it cuz it it, it it it's like a revenue stream, right? This is where you get yep. traffic from. You market yourself. Mm-hmm. You show yourself off. You know, you flex and versus our a relationship like which if you had to choose one?
1: So my business thrives on Instagram but I built a really good customer base and I've taken a lot of people off of social media where this is my husband and he says, Natalie, listen, you are consumed with Instagram and I need you off. Mm -hmm. First I'm gonna say, (laughs) are you sure? (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna say this, well, why don't we outsource my social media page and I won't be on it. I won't put me on it. Because there might be a reason why that he wants that. But I'm going be honest with you, like I'm be honest with you, Jonathan. Like I don't want, I don't feel like I'm going to attract someone like that. I don't want to be with someone that says I can't be on Instagram. That's too controlling. So I don't want to be with that person. But as far as like me posting my, I don't post my life on Instagram. I post like what I need to post on social media. So my life, you will never see like a man's hand in my Instagram page. You will never see, like I post a lot of stuff like after the fact and I post things I want social media to know, you mm-hmm. know? So to answer your question, I don't know, like, if I'm, if I'm a mom, a new mom, and my husband's like, listen, Instagram is getting the best out of you right now, and I just need you, Natalie, and he's saying this out of love, I just need you to like, unplug. I will say, well, let's hire somebody to run my social media. You just
3: ain't giving that page up, listen. I'm gonna I'm take a step back. You <laughs> just can't get this page up.
1: I just feel like that's my ministry. I feel like social, I save a lot of lives on Instagram. A lot of lives are impacted from my social media feed. So you got to
3: choose. You got to choose these people. Or your man.
1: I want both. <laughs>
3: like,
1: I want both. Like, like I feel like my family's first. Mm-hmm. Social media does not is not going to overpower my family. But I don't feel like we have to choose.
3: You don't have to choose in real life, but I've seen a, a post. Right. Okay, it tell was, me about
1: that post. Yeah,
3: all the girls said Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Uh-uh, Instagram.
1: No, I don't feel like... if, if Okay, if, if there was a decision right now, I'm married.
3: Not even what, marriage. What is it going to mean? A relationship.
1: What type of relationship? Are we engaged?
3: No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so... Uh, no,
1: yeah. a man that is in my life just dating me and he says, get off of Instagram or I don't want to be with you. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like... Cause I want to know what his, like, are you insecure? What is your, like, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, that'd be a little bit of a red flag for me. Like, where mm-hmm. do you get, like, why are you telling me to off of social media? Mm-hmm. Not times time i saying you like me because you saw some of my social media, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So what's up? Tell me more about that. And then I was, then I would say, well, hey, my, both my, <laughs> both my hands are looking for there. Uh-huh. You know, left, you know? So what's up?
3: So when I get on my knee, I'm like, All right, listen, can you complete it now? Because I'm, I'm dedicating my life to you now.
1: So I will say this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I will say this. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're out. So let's get the VA to outsource <laughs> uh-huh. and let's make this our baby page. Let's make this page our my baby page. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be me and my baby. <laughs> I would love that. I feel like I, I listen. I wouldn't mind doing that. Make it my page, my baby page?
3: Already a star. Already got thousands of followers. Listen. I'm scared to put my baby online. Really? Yeah. Why? In, in the beginning, I don't, I don't want to open that door for people to know like my family, to, to know my inner life. Instagram is just for Instagram. It's just a show. And I hope that whoever I end up with is not insecure about me not showing them affection online.
1: I feel like that's your that's your boundaries, and because you, your page isn't really about like your personal life though. Like you really, that's your only page, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like I think it would kind of be like awkward.
3: Awkward hell. Yeah. Seeing that, or even on my story, you know, like little subliminals hand in the picture, or
1: you got to check what your intention is. I feel like anytime. So one point in my life, okay. Here's okay. Here's two things. If a man doesn't already post like that on his page, right, and. He does not post you, or he like he just like very like private about you. There might be something going on, but if a man has a business page and he really like does anything with you, I don't feel like there's nothing wrong. Because I had a situation where my ex boyfriend had me on his page, and um, he had me on his page, and I didn't even know. Honestly, I w- I wasn't into like checking his page like that. I don't really care because we really had like a cool life, you know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't need him to post me on his page to like validate our relationship, but come to find out, like everything came full circle. Um, he cheated on me around that season where I was off his page, and I didn't know that he cheated on me till after we broke up. So now like, I put two and two together, and it makes sense now. So I think that you have to watch, like, if you're dating a man that is about Instagram. I would pay attention to that, you know? But if a man is just about his business, mm-hmm. I don't feel like that validates y'all's
3: relationship. <laughs> you say he cheated on you. What 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 the Instagram got him I'm confused.
1: During that season, it's a long, dumb story. Like, cause I that's a non-negotiable for me, cheating. And um during that season, I did not know he cheated on me. And when I found out after we broke up, I went back to the time where oh. I was on his Instagram and he removed me off of Instagram, which is very smart because the girl DM'd me around that time, but I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. You know? So this is me finding out like after we broke so up. you trying
3: to come to you as a woman.
1: Yeah, but that's like coming to somebody as a woman, like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it, like if I'm if I'm dating, um, if I'm in a relationship and I find out that my man is doing whatever he's doing, and I find out who the woman is. I'm not coming to her as a woman. I'm not coming to her as a woman. Like, we're done. You know, like, it was, this is was a great experience. I hope I prepared you for your wife, but you don't deserve my love, mm. you know? So I think it'll be best for you to explore other options and get therapy. Because I know that when I'm in a relationship, I'm a good woman. I know I'm a good woman. I don't deserve to be cheated on. So usually when someone cheats, it's something within themselves that made them want to cheat on you.
3: You say cheating is non-negotiable
1: it's a non-negotiable for me, like we're dating, we're like, in the, like we're not even, like, we haven't even, we're not married, we're not even being married. I feel like I want when you, like, I want my man to like, if he thought about that, he don't want to break God's heart. That's what I, like, I want you to love me like God loves me, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need that for my man. I want him to like develop that relationship with God and know that in a relationship with Natalie, like God ordained that. And I, I want him to understand that he deserves to be loved. He deserves to be healed. He deserves to live in abundance. He deserves all that. So I want him to feel like that, that connection that we have is from God. And I want him to honor our relationship. Like I honor God and like he honors God. So that is what I desire in this season. I never desired that like that before.
3: Okay. So if you believe so much in God and let's say a man does make the mistake, people make mistakes.
1: Married or not married. Married, married is different. So married, we're gonna we're gonna go to counseling I, again. I don't want to project it on my marriage. I pray to God, please let my husband cheat on me, Lord, please. Okay, but uh, like in a marriage, you your goal is to honor God, right? If that time comes, I've seen marriages that a husband has cheated and he changed his life around. You know what I'm saying? They went to counseling, he totally did a 360. It's it's an action that he showed up. Single, in a relationship. If you cheat on me, we're done. Marriage, I I will have to like really um, be in that space and like really like evaluate every aspect of it. Was it like a, was it a one-off? I don't want my husband cheating on me at all, but when I look at marriages and I look at like, what's going on in the world right now, and just the temptations, like, I think the black family is being attacked right now. And I love family, I love family. Like, I just know that um, when I have a family, I don't really feel like my husband gonna wanna, he's not gonna wanna risk our family. He gonna look at his baby like, I don't wanna risk my baby, I don't, I don't wanna risk my wife. But I do believe that the the family dynamics is being attacked right now, and I feel like my, living testimony in the sacrifice I'm making in life is gonna help restore love by me really like stepping into that space when, I, when that time is right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I believe that. And I believe that's what Woman Who Boss, um, Woman Who Boss is a safe place for women to build themselves and evolve spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally. I feel like a lot of healed women are gonna come out of this next dimension I'm building.
3: Mm.
1: I believe we deserve to be healed in this season.
3: I'm to get a therapist.
1: I want you to get a therapist. I mean, when you get a, listen, there's some things I I, I, I discovered about myself that it's like, wow, you know, like I didn't really realize I had this deeper level, like spirit.
3: In therapy.
1: Therapy, therapy and God. So I definitely suggest like, man, like therapy and like getting yourself rooted in like a church home. Like even if it's like, um, like online, you know, like get fed. You know, like just get, get, feed your spirit man. That spirit man, when he's fed, you are like Superman. You know, mm-hmm. it's not even about your work ethic. Your work ethic becomes like a different type of flow when the spirit leads inside of you. And I've seen men, like I've seen it in, my, in front of my eyes when a man allows God to lead him, like how his life just 10Xs. Like literally like supernatural things just happen. Mm. But therapy I love because it, it unlocks trauma from whether it's a mom, a dad, um, a sibling, something that happened like from trauma, maybe a bad decision. So I realized a lot of things about myself, even with money and business. And just, I, I really like Natalie now. Like the Natalie I was before, she was cool, but she's not like her now mm-hmm. at all. And therapy helped me.
3: Is your therapist a man or a woman? He's a man. Wow. I thought um, I thought I might need a man as a therapist and then the lady, it's a lady that wants to be my therapist. And I was like, I don't know, maybe they won't be able to relate to me, but maybe I do need that, that feminine energy to like.
1: I feel like a man with the right energy. Like my, my therapist doesn't play about like, I literally like, okay. So I literally went through this situation in my life where I couldn't talk to anybody, but I had to like really talk to my therapist. And the reason I talk to my therapist is because your friends and people that know you are going to sway you to what they believe is bias. Mm -hmm. So whatever I'm feeling, they're going to say, I'm right. That's Mm -hmm. not fair. Mm -hmm. So talking to a therapist is like, they'll let you rant on what you're thinking. Then they'll come back with the right conversation to make you discover the right way to go. And I do believe a male therapist can be healthy too. Um, a woman therapist could have been healthy for me, but from what I desire, like in my life, um, that therapist I interviewed about like three of them, and really, it was really depending on how they were talking to. If you're a basher on men, or I don't want you, like you know, don't bash men.
3: So you interviewed them.
1: I did interview. This like one
3: like a first session, you were like let me come.
1: I looked them up. I googled them. I looked to see are they like a clout chaser? Like what are they on? Like, what are they on? I wanna see what they have going on. And then also when they talk to me, like, what are you saying to me? Like, are you saying things to me because you feel like you're projecting what you want on my life? Mm -hmm. Or are you allowing me to tell you my real life and what I've gone through so I can be able to walk into my next dimension healed? And being a healed woman is one of the most powerful feelings to to really like experience right now. Mm -hmm. It is because I, like, even with my situation, like, with the whole cheating situation, like, I didn't even, like, I was, like, oh, okay. You know, that's what it was. Everything happens for a reason. You know, I forgive you, like, in my mind. Like, I forgive that person. And I'm not walking in my next season with that type of trauma. Because I know I didn't deserve it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, my God, why did it happen to me? No, like. That was your dumb decision, you know, and I didn't deserve that. And everything happens for a reason. God literally navigated me in that space so I can be able to be in a healing space when I found that out. So I think as a when you talk to your therapist, whether it's you dating the right type of women, whether it's your business, I also was a type of person where, like, nothing was okay for me. Like, when I opened my first business, it wasn't okay. I always wanted more. Like, nothing was enough. Nothing. So I also realized in a relationship, um, the expectation I had for a man was really high. You know, like I was like, that's not fair. Like when I got robbed, again, it is what it is. I'm not going to excuse him for whatever, but I honestly made him like my God. Like I made him like my protector when God's my protector. So I realized that I use like my trauma and I projected it on my man. I used to do that in the past. Like if I was going through step in life, instead of me talking to God, I'll go talk to my man first.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So now I talk to, my, I talk to God first.
3: What did you have to heal from?
1: Um, A couple of things like, um, so number one, the desire of like, being wanting to be successful. And then when I became really successful, like in my own right, not being happy. Like I was just, I was like beating myself up about like, why am I not happy? Like you're a millionaire, you have all this like, material stuff you don't even care about it like I was like why don't you care about it so I really have to deal with myself on that and I had to really like ask God like what's up with me you know what I'm saying like what do you want and he he revealed to me that Natalie you didn't do that for me you didn't do that for my people you did that for flesh and when I realized that you can still have nice things but you had to stay grounded while you have those nice things that's when I had to get a therapist to get to the bottom of that you know, mm-hmm. a second thing is, I used to think that money was gonna solve problems. So it started with my problems. It started with a man, like, let's say I was, I want to buy hair from, you know, India and I have 10,000, but I need 20,000. You give me extra 10,000. Like I get the money and I wasn't enough. I want more, you know? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like Nat- Natalie flipped the money, saved the money. I had financial trauma. I didn't understand how to save money, how to make money work for me. So that was something that therapists helped me understand and just life helped me understand. Um, The next thing that I had to get some healing on is um, really being a people pleaser, you know? As confident as I was and I am now, like I always want people to be happy. Like I don't, it was just this thing with me where I like don't want you to be upset. And although I had this, I always used to be real spicy though. Like real spicy, like real, like you say something, boom. I wouldn't even think about it, I was just sharp. And I worked on that part of myself. I have a different level of grace with my life right now. And the aura that I give off now is light and love. And I know that's really me for real now. Before it was not me, very spicy person. And he delivered me from that. But as far as the people pleasing spirit, I went from being spicy to be a people pleaser. I'm like, where did this come from? So just really like, oh, you need your rent money. Like if I have an employee and they don't have their rent, I'll give them the rent money. Um, if someone says like, "Hey, I need to use your place for, whatever," oh, you can use it. You don't gotta pay. Oh, I need you to do this for me. I'm like, what the heck did I turn into?
3: I hate that about myself. I had to change myself. Yeah. I had, I had to change that because I felt like people were using me.
1: That that's real. So what what did you do to change it?
3: Um, I I think that's why I need a therapist because yeah. I kind of shut everybody off. You know, like.
1: So you went from the extreme.
3: Yeah, I don't wanna. I don't even want to have a conversation because it might lead to you wanting and needing something from me. So when it came to family, friends, I'm just not there, like physically or like mentally for people. And I don't like that about myself. I just did it the wrong way. Um, like I don't pick up people phone calls. Like my, my my little cousin, he was going through like he had a girl pregnant and then he was going through a miscarriage. I missed that whole thing. It's like I had no words of advice for him, and I've been giving him advice my whole life. I don't know. It just it was just too much pressure for me. Too many people wanted something and I don't think I even tried to like put myself put my shit on other people. It's like when you're a person that's that's given, you never feel like people can help you or it's like you you want to be needy. It's like I want people to use me, but I can't I can't rely I can't rely on anybody else for like my, my issues.
1: So that's that's a great um thing to identify. And one prayer that you'll pray to God is to increase your capacity, you know, like increase your capacity, increase your bandwidth and to give you discernment because the enemy wants you to shut people off. The enemy wants you to isolate yourself. And when you're isolated, that's when attacks can come even quicker because now you feel like everyone is evil or everyone wants something from you. And that's not true, right? Mm -hmm. People are going through life, life is real. We went through one of the most devastating times in history, right, in this mm-hmm. past few years. Listen, people were in the house thinking they were about to die,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay? People made a lot of money and mm-hmm. lost a lot of money. So there's a lot of trauma that has nothing to do with you and give yourself some grace too because you were one of the people that survived and you were one of the people that use, you know, a troubled time to create something for yourself, you know? So that's something that I realized that everyone's not bad. Natalie, you just attracted a different type of person because of how you showed up too. So now that you are resetting, they're gonna be people that they're gonna come in your life that are for Jonathan, you know, mm-hmm. that are assigned to you, and then your family gonna treat you differently because you're gonna have boundaries. So my family, we have boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, like even if you work for me or work with me, like we have boundaries. Although you know, I do give my mom and dad money every single month, and you know, I do have like some family members on payroll, but they do activity for that, you know. So I don't feel like an obligation that I have to do this for you. And I love the word no now. I mm-hmm. used to never say no. And not that I don't love you, but it's no. And why Natalie? It's just no. Like, I don't really like have the capacity for this right now. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, I worked really hard to get to this point. I will say this to my family. Like, I really worked really hard. And I just feel like the same way how I work, you can work. Mm-hmm. If there's something I can do to help you, if you can find a skill set that you really feel like you can add value to my life right now, let's do it. But just to give you $100 every week or $500 every week, or to pay your bills, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. If it's my mom, I, I will honor my mom and my father. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. and my grandparents, of course. But outside of that, you know, my sister works with me. I don't owe my sister anything.
3: Are you the first millionaire in your family?
1: I am the first millionaire in the family. And that was, that was um, quite a shift in the, like it's, my grandmother is tripping right now though. Like, you know, she's really scared and like, she watched too much TV you know she's like called me day like natalie i know you're hard on yourself i don't want you to commit suicide i'm like wait like <laughs> she's like a lot of women on, she's like a lot of women right now are hard she, she has some truth to her though because i have my spirit man is built up i don't feel like that you know mm-hmm. so i think i was a my family always knew i was a hard worker but i think i shocked them they knew i was like special but like me really going after my dreams. I opened, up my, I opened up my salon at 22 years old. So that was like a shocker. Then everything I keep doing is like shocking them. So now they just like pray for me, you know, now. I'm the first millionaire in my family and it's heavy because like, you know, like my family doesn't come from money, you know, like, like at all. My, fam- my grandmother came here as an immigrant. My mom was an immigrant. You know, of course she's a citizen now, but I feel like there's a certain like responsibility on my life. And that's why I'm very careful how I move. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not about to just fumble the ball right now.
3: Mm. Fumble the ball.
1: Not fumbling the ball. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> no, I get that. I feel that. I feel that.
1: Too much is given, much is required. And God gave us the bandwidth for this. So are you the first millionaire in your family? hmm That's a blessing. Mm-hmm. So you literally are making it. You're showing your other relatives that it's possible. That's beautiful. Congratulations.
3: I think that, but I also think um, they look at me as a crutch sometimes. And that's why I took a step back. Like y'all, y'all getting too comfortable with me being the go-to guy when everything, when when it's any type of problem. Right. When it's financially, when it's like, when people need help, like dealing with like beats between the family. I gotta be the person, like it's a, it's a lot. So when you're saying that God give me more bandwidth, capacity.
1: He'll give it to you, give mm-hmm. you strength. And I'll send you some prayers, um, like some uh, prayers about strength though. Mm-hmm. You the Bible app? mm Definitely download the Bible app. It's like my go-to. When I went through my worst depression, like I wasn't really I just got out of depression like nine months ago. Probably like, again yeah, about nine, ten months ago. And it, you know, when I went through it, like I literally had to depend on God for like direction. And really have to feed my mind like every single day. And being a depressed millionaire is a different type of depression. Mm -hmm. Because money can't buy nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just temporary. Money can buy you a little good time here and there. But when you can get filled up like rich in spirit, that's a different type of capacity that's built on your life. Mm -hmm. So it took me some time to get there. But now I have the capacity. I did not have the capacity. I used to get burnt out. Like people used to drain me. One conversation, I'm out. You know, mm-hmm. and now I just realized that just reading scriptures like Philippians, um, Romans, um, really like understanding that, like, you were built for this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you were built for this life. Like, mm-hmm. nobody else was built for this life but you. And God gave you your specific assignment for you. And he's not going to fail you. He's not going to fail you. He loves you so much. where He say, you know what? You've been through enough crap in your life. You've been good. You've been obedient, let me bless you. And he just blessed you at this level. But when you get that other, like those dimensions where you could show up for your family, even out of love, you know, just out mm-hmm. of love, like just showing love. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of the things I'm gonna do for my, I'm gonna fly home um, and do something cool for my grandma's birthday. She'll be 89, She'll be no, she'll be 90, she'll be 90. And I'm just gonna do something dope for my family members. Just like not a family reunion, but just bring my family together. Just enjoy life. And I think that's going to be good enough. You know what I'm saying? So I just mm-hmm. think I do special things as I can for my family. And it, that's where the capacity for, me, for them have changed. So they don't really ask me for nothing anymore. But they remember the dope experiences. Mm-hmm. I, give, I don't really give them just money anymore. I give them experiences. My dad's birthday is lit. Mm-hmm. My mom, I always do like nice stuff for my, my niece and nephew. And that's where I find the fulfillment at now. That's dope. Yeah, yep. I, fi- I figured it out after a while.
3: <laughs> so, do you ever go back to the motherland, your, your mom's country?
1: So I have I want to go to Trinidad. I right, heard it's really fun. Wait,
3: your mom is
1: Trinidad. Trinidad Dad is American. Okay. So my so my mom is Trinidadian Guyanese. My dad's American. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a, a Trinidadian Guyanese household from ten till
3: seventeen. Mm. Yep. So I went <clears throat> to college. What do you think about the men over there?
1: Um, Caribbean men. Uh, I guess they were known to be like cheaters and have a lot of women and stuff like that. Um, I feel like the new age Caribbean men are, that are Americanized might be different, but I feel like the men in like different islands, um, there's some beautiful women over there. Like they're so pretty, you yeah. know? I feel like they, they let their flesh, you know, move for them. So I haven't really like, and then so my, my grandmother, like I dated a, a Caribbean guy and she was like, he's wicked, I'm like, he's wicked. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And she's like, don't talk to him. I'm like, why? She's like, those type of guys. I'm like, trauma. I'm not doing this for her. <laughs> and guess what? That was my first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He was off the chain, though. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go back, though. I want to do something. I'm going to um, open up a couple, you know, schools for young girls. Like, that's one of my, my biggest dreams. Teach them aesthetics, teach them like a trade. So my goal is to do that in Trinidad.
3: I can see why women will listen to you. Um, You have, I don't know, the story, the way you speak, like you speak with so much, uh, like you just want to give life to people. I can see why women want to listen to you. I'm also start start a man's group, um, you know, based on accountability. That's Um, nice. It's too many, too many guys that listen to me for me to not to like do it. I feel like a lot of men are missing like that that male in their life, or just somebody, somebody that you could talk to, somebody that could hold you accountable for like working out.
1: That's good. Do you work out?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's good. Enough. Huh? You said enough or yeah. not
3: enough? Enough. Like I work, I got a train. I work out with him maybe three times a week. Maybe- oh, that's I, nice. I might miss the whole week. Like this week, I ain't go not one day. And then I might work out myself. I might play basketball. So I'm, I'm always gonna stay active. Um, But I missed the whole week. I ain't go not one day. Really? i just been depressed.
1: Give yourself grace and like, you know, give yourself grace and just that's just one week out of 365 days out of the year yeah, yeah. and it, it happens, but fill your cup up. That's all I'll say. I, I'm proud of you for what you're doing with your show. Mm-hmm. Just fill your cup up because you can't give people what you don't have inside. You're about to go on tour. You're about to do this, you know, class. Just take some time and just fill your cup up. You yeah. know, just find out like a few things that just make you happy without like people sometimes. If people, if a certain person can create that like self care experience with you, then no problem. But I will find like three things you just like thoroughly enjoy and just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can afford to do it three days, just like back to back, three day fast, where you just like think nothing about positive, maybe not even shoot for three days. And just like, you know what? I'm just gonna fill my cup up.
3: You sound like a, either a wife or a therapist.
1: I believe that you're, I think that, um A man's wife will be his therapist. Um, I desire to have a safe place for my husband Mm -hmm. so he can talk to me and, like, you know, say what's up. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to talk to his homeboys all the time. He can talk to his homeboys if he wants. I don't really care about that. But I want him to feel good about, like, his woman. And I don't feel like I've ever done that for a man in the past. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I've, like, made that environment for them because I had so much going on for myself. But I feel like men need that. Mm
3: -hmm. So you never, a man never cried on your shoulder?
1: Um, A man has, like, cried, like, Mm -hmm. but really felt safe. Like, I don't want a man to look at me and feel like he's compete against me. I want us to be, like, accountability partners. You know, like, you doing your thing, I'm doing my thing. You're like, go, Nat, go. I can be vulnerable with you. Like, I, I need to be vulnerable with my man. And, like, I need to be able to cry with him, not judging me. Like, Natalie, you're this. No, like... I don't feel great today, (laughs) you know? Mm. Like, this is how I feel. So I have created that space before, but it wasn't reciprocated, like, all the time. Like, so sometimes, like, that person will be that for me, and maybe I had too much going on. Then when I got robbed, I was no good for anybody. No good for no one. Like, I was no good for my boyfriend, for real. I was going through so much. Like, I was so scared of life. I was just, it was so sad. (laughs) And he tried, he really tried to be there, but it was just, like, it it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I a God. Like, I just need a God. God was, like, everything for me. So now that I'm filled up, I feel like I have the capacity for my husband. I feel like he can talk to me about life, his business, things he's gone through, being a father. Like, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
1: that's important. I feel like your man feeling safe with you keeps a healthy marriage.
3: Now, you're going to talk to him, too, right? It's going to be an equal...
1: Oh yeah, like I need like that's what friendship is for. Like Mm -hmm. I need my even in a friendship, I want to talk to you. Like what's going on? Like I don't want you to judge me. Like I want you to like I want to talk to you about what I have going on and hear your opinion. I feel like I don't like that whole like alpha woman thing. I don't like it. I don't feel like it's sexy. I don't feel like that is what God created us to be. I feel like God created us to be Proverbs thirty one women. Women like if you look at the like the book Proverbs thirty one, that's who you want your wife to be. I'm gonna send that to you. You want your wife to be a Proverbs 31 woman. She was strong, she was confident, she was feminine. She wasn't a soft girl, she wasn't soft life. She was a feminine woman that loved her husband, that like represented her husband. She was like that girl for real in the Bible, you know? And she's a great mom, even though she had like servants and people in the household, she treated them with respect. And I feel like as I grew as a woman, I realized that that foundation I want to build with my man. I want him to be so proud of me. Like, that's my wife, Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like as a friend, you'll understand me as a woman when you see the different dynamics that I'm in, not just the Instagram, Natalie. I don't, that's why I agree with you on some parts with the whole Instagram thing. Like, I don't want my man to judge me off Instagram. Like, you know
2: Mm
1: -hmm. what's going on, bro. Mm. Like, (laughs) not bro, I got to work on that. (laughs) 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 But you know what it is. You know, like I need you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do that.
3: Most, most boss women give off alpha energy. Uh, with you, you definitely give off boss energy, but not alpha at all. It's it's more like, okay, I know I make money. I got I got the status, but you wouldn't you wouldn't let that get in the way of a relationship. That's what I get from you. Because a lot of women that I do talk to that have that position, they kind of like have this chip on their shoulder like, I don't need a nigga.
1: No, I need my man. Like, I'm going to need my husband. Like, for me to go to my next dimension, like, if the world see anything right here with my husband, like, I'm going to be a different level. Like, I'm excited mm-hmm. about that whenever it's time because when the family dynamics is built and you really have a foundation, I feel like a woman can blossom. I feel like a man can grow too. And I don't want to be alpha and I don't want to be soft. I want to be feminine, I desire to be, I desire to be feminine, submissive, um, strong, confident, you know? Like I don't desire whatever it is that social media wants at all. Like I am working on the God in me and the woman that God desires me to be. Whatever I thought I knew, I don't know anymore. I'm unlearning that stuff. I don't even care to know it. I'm not allowing Instagram to dictate how I should show up as a woman. Like God is literally, literally downloading Natalie right now. And I really am enjoying it. It's kind of awkward sometimes and uncomfortable because it's like, oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, do that, God? All right. Whatever. You know? Mm-hmm. And I just think that I want that for everybody. And that's doesn't have to be spooky. When you listen to God, it doesn't have to be spooky. It can just be real. So me, like, when I have the desire, let me go bust a move and do this, like, I don't chase money anymore. Like, money literally comes to me. And I'm, I don't make the same money like I used to make. I make money, but I don't make, like, Like I was, my biggest week, I was making six figures a week. I don't make that anymore. And I'm okay with that. Like how much money do you really need in life? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a whole nother conversation that needs to be had. Like, okay, what are you going to do with the money? And are you really happy? So I desire happiness. I desire to build wealth. And I desire to be loved. Like I want to, I desire to be in a healthy, happy relationship with my husband.
3: Can you be happy and poor?
1: So let's go biblical. (laughs) <laughs> no, this is the truth. No, I'm listening. Because I needed to know this. Because mm-hmm. I almost self sabotage my my like success because I thought that money was the root to all evil. When I got robbed, it was I was off the chain. Mm-hmm. I was like, money is horrible. I was getting brainwashed. You know, I was seeing people on Instagram act weird and funny because of money and like faking. And I was like, I don't know about this anymore. First of all, the most richest men in the Bible weren't. The most richest men in the Bible talked about wealth, but they had a certain grace in how they carried themselves. The most influential man in the world was Jesus. Anytime anyone can say, come go with me. And he, look at his rags that he had on, but he was rich in spirit. He, was, he really had money for real. He can go anywhere and had access, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I realized that we're a place on earth, right? And we're spirit beings right now. We're living in the human experience. This right now, what we're doing right now is human. That's all it is. But us speaking to each other is a spirit being within us that's conversing right now. Mm -hmm. When I realized that what we're living in this world is heaven on earth, right? God desires for us to live heaven on earth. If we're living heaven on earth, does he desire for us to be poor or be begging for money or not feel like like we're living in abundance or live in lack? No, he gave us skill set. He gave us skill sets. he gave us the ability to think, mm-hmm. to be able to move. So I don't feel like any, there's too many resources in the world to be poor. Mm-hmm. Like unless you have like a handicap or something like that, like you shouldn't just be at home like depressed. And I had to kick myself out of that because I'm like, no, like, Natalie, you went through too many things in life. Get up, go work. I don't care if you save money, go get up. Mm-hmm. That's how I talk to myself. Like I talk to myself like straight up, like get up. You've been You went through way too much in life to just, Throwing a towel, you're not going to marry no rich man. Not about the, no, you don't want to get saved. That's not what I want. But women will, that I was talking to at that time was like, You worked hard enough, just go get married. Like, no, like, I want to marry the man that's for me. I don't want to just settle because I'm tired. I don't want that.
3: Hmm.
1: I'm not tired.
3: You don't tired? I'm look, not at all. Look fresh.
1: <laughs> Listen, mm-hmm. 35 and fresh, and I feel good. And I think even at my age, people got to own where they are. Like, own it.
3: Someone would be scared to tell their age. Might be asking, I, I don't really tell my age on camera. Well, it's okay, I'm
1: 35. When's your birthday? September 29th. Mm. Libra baby.
3: Mm-hmm. The best. You compatible with Leo's?
1: My dad's a Leo, I'm August perfect. 14th. My dad's the greatest. I love him. I'm the greatest too. When's your birthday? July 30th. Okay. Yeah. My, okay. Yeah. Leo's are dominant men sure is. And they listen, they want what they want and what they, y'all be like zero in on it mm-hmm. it's over. Mm-hmm. But no, my dad's great. I love him. Leo guys are good. Leo women are great too. I don't know, like I feel like all signs have their thing.
3: Right. You know? I, don't I think it's me. really a person. It's a person for real.
1: Yeah, I, don't, like, I feel like when I researched about Libra, there's some things I just don't like about her, I changed about myself. <laughs> I don't like that about some things that she yeah. was, I used to be and I was like, oh heck no. Mm. She was like flirtatious, she was charming. And I'm like, no, like I don't want to be like, no. I wanna be a woman that beautiful inside and out. I want, you know, when I speak, I want people to take me serious. Mm -hmm. Not because of like, my voice has always been like this. So for years people were like, oh, you sound sexual. Like I don't know how to sound any other way. Mm -hmm. This is how I really sound. (laughs) So when I looked up a Libra lady, I was like, oh no, we're gonna fix her a little bit. And that's what I did.
3: You took the flirtatious part out and...
1: I just took out like that mold of like, you are a Libra because of this. She's like chaos. She's A Libra woman wants to be balanced, right? Yeah. So when she comes to situations, she wants to fix everything. Like mm-hmm. she wants, she hates chaos. She wants to just fix everything that goes on. And I'm not God. I don't want to fix everything, Got you know? So I just like where I'm, I still feel like I'm a feminine woman. Like I'm very like soft in that space. But as far as like just like want things to be handed to me, no. Mm.
3: So, what's next for Natalie?
1: Ah, there's so many great things happening.
3: Mm. Like,
1: just really using my influence to impact the world. You know, my goal is to be one of the most impactful women in the world. Most impactful. I want to be the most impactful woman in the world. I want God to say, you know what, girl? You were doing your thing, mm-hmm. okay? And you went through adversity and you got up, you're a great mom, you're a great wife, you're a great role model. Like I want, when when young ladies are in school, elementary school or young men, you know, like we used to look at Rosa Parks and you know, Sojourner Truth and Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, they're gonna have like Natalie Nicole Smith, you know? And I, I just pray that when someone looks at my story, they just don't give up and they just keep on going.
2: Mm.
1: And so that's one thing. And then just being a dynamic woman, you know, just really following God and, allowing him to leave me. I don't, I don't want money. I know I'm going to be really, I know I'm going to be a billionaire. For Me and my man going to be a billionaire. Like we are. I feel that for us. Um, I just know that it's going to be supernatural, like the way God wants it to be. It's going to be a situation where I'm going to get deals and we're going to get deals, family deals, all that stuff. I just know that for us.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at in life. It's just like really just staying obedient, obedient and making sure that I'm following him and like hearing from him and like, literally shutting out the noise right now. Sometimes it gets noisy for
3: me. Why you don't drink?
1: I did bottle service for, since I was 17 years old, up to 27. So imagine, take a shot with me. I was that girl. Oh, so you were drinking? I drunk before, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm just not, like now, like I don't, I would have to be a social, it would have to be a social time for me to drink. Like, and then like one of the like cute little drinks. If I'm not a drinker, I've seen some crazy things happen with people that are drunk. And kinda traumatizing a little bit um when I asked somebody, well, why did you do that? I was drunk. I don't like that.
3: That's a crazy answer.
1: I don't like that. I don't respect that. I don't like it, I don't respect it. So I don't wanna be that girl. And I wanna be sound, I wanna understand what I'm doing. I don't wanna say, Oh, I was drunk. That's why I wanna date with him. No, I don't wanna I don't wanna do that. So and I'm really fun though. So when I realized that I was so much fun without alcohol, I was like, Well dang, what was I with alcohol? You know, like I don't feel like you should have to you like have no personality because you don't drink. Yeah, You know, that's kind of whack.
3: I don't drink either, right? I only drink wine because the show for real. But I realize like, I'm a way better person when I'm sober. Like I do all this content, I'm funny as hell. Like I got all these characteristics, it's sober. But if I was to use any type of substance to like, I think one, one show I was nervous and I think I took like Adderall or something. I was like, I don't want to ever have to need a drug, need something to actually do something I love for real. I used, to,
1: I used to take Adderall for 10 years.
3: 10 years straight?
1: I had, so I was diagnosed with ADHD in third grade. So when I got to college, um, I really had full-blown ADHD. I was on 30 milligrams and it was really hard. It was Damn. a hard time for me. So um, the product that I'm on right now, people think I just do TLC for money. That, that company changed my life. Um, I, there's a, a product called NRG and it has 5-HTP five, five in there which has like green extract and like positive adaptogens that help your energy levels. So I just got on all natural things. Like I eat cleaner and I don't eat Adderall anymore. So I literally just take my products and just really watch. I watch what I consume in my body. You know, alcohol is very triggering. Drugs are very triggering. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be careful what you put in your body. Yeah. But yeah. Like healthy foods, greens, you wanna make sure you put like greens and vegetables. And-
3: so you don't struggle at all with ADHD.
1: I do struggle with that with ADHD and um, I struggle, I did struggle and I've had that a little bit under control. So let me give you an example that's very vulnerable for me to say. And I feel like that was one of the things that I used to be like embarrassed about a little bit. Because although I get things done during the day, like I have to be organized. Like I'm not like a neat freak type of girl. Although I like, I like my environment clean. Mm -hmm. I like clean environments. But for me, I don't want to ever go back on Adderall anymore. I don't like the way, how I acted. I had like a different personality. I don't think I was the best person under Adderall. Like I was very like anti-social. And then some days I was like really lit. It was kind of weird,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> you
1: know? So um, the other day I ran out of, I just got off track. I was traveling a lot and I was just doing a lot, a lot of business and I got off balance in like life. I was like sleeping in a hotel for like two weeks. like just really just working really hard recently and I realized that the reason I work so hard is for freedom. So for me not to get into that space. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't taking my vitamins and I wasn't taking my NRG. So on the I think it was Monday, I had a day where I felt I wasn't productive. And I was like, Natalie, you work so hard to like get out of this space and you're healed from ADHD. So at that moment, I thought about getting on it, like for a second. I was like, "Let me take that stuff I take," you know. So I got back on NRG, and I've been having great days since then. Mm-hmm. I feel really good. And I just know me; I have to have a healthy lifestyle. My husband has to be like he has to like desire like that type of lifestyle too, yeah. you know, because I don't want him to feel like he has to like do drugs to be focused.
3: I'm pretty healthy. I don't eat meat.
1: Oh, that's good.
3: I don't even drink water. I drink. Um...
1: What do you mean? <laughs> like, wait.
3: I only drink. Um... Water from fruits. They gotta be straight from the fruit. I would drink some-, some So
1: coconut sugar. water? Yeah. So why don't you drink water though? I don't trust it. Okay, so you have that. So- But our
3: body really needs H3, H3O, which comes from fruit. Um, <clears throat> The H2O, we really, it don't do nothing for us. It don't even hydrate us, honestly. You gotta look it up. I'm
1: gonna look it up. So H3O?
3: I drink coconut water, orange juice, and pineapple. hmm
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, smoothies.
1: Smoothies. That's mm-hmm.
3: it. I don't eat any type of animal. I don't, I just started that, like I haven't ate chicken, beef, pork for a very long time, maybe ten years, but like I just gave up lamb and seafood. How old are you? Thirty three.
1: Oh wow. It's your Jesus year. I know. Best it's year, your Jesus best year. Best year of my life.
3: Yeah. Okay. I feel, I feel it. Um, yeah.
1: That's dope. I love it. So, I love it.
3: Yeah, if you if, you're, if you and your friend don't work out.
1: <laughs> Listen, so I have a, a Women's Empowering event coming up. There's going to be some great women there. And? You should come. Okay. There's some great women there. Some great candidates at my event.
3: Okay. What about you?
1: I had the ones that were having an event. So let me tell you this. Like, what I tell guys, too, though, I'm going to say, even when you're dating women, though, mm-hmm. like, pay attention to the things that they say out of their mouth, too. Because I feel like a man deserves the very best and he shouldn't have to, like, just take crumbs. You know, even with, like, if a man, if I'm, t- okay, let me example. If I like a guy, right? And he says, I had a girlfriend, I just got out of a relationship. And I'm like figuring things out right now. I don't know if I'm ready for anything. I pay attention to that because mm-hmm. he probably can't show up for me the way I desire for him to show up for me, right? Mm-hmm. So even dating, the reason I'm so honest now, and I tell people like what I have going on, like, hey, what I got going on. And I pray to God, you know, like, whatever relationship I get into next, it's the freaking last, like I pray. You know, I don't, really, I don't really feel like God wants me to be outside like that. Like, I don't really feel like that. <laughs> so I know i really, like, in the heart of hearts, mm-hmm. I feel like he said enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Like, my last relationship was be my last, but it, he didn't want that for me. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow, you know? Not the pastor. No, no, no. Life relationship, I moved to a whole other state for, like, a relationship. I did, and I'd never done nothing like that.
3: You didn't feel crazy? I felt crazy. Especially, I, especially when it ended.
1: No, when I, I, when I ended, it felt like, I feel like he wasn't really ready for me. And we weren't like, I feel it was, it was vice versa. I feel like God did not say that is what we supposed to do. Like, you know, and I should have paid attention to every aspect and all the signs. And again, when it was great, it was great, you know? But when it was bad, it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. So me breaking up with him, was me loving myself. I've never broke up with a man in my life until that, that was my first time doing that. Usually I just like let it like dwindle off, you know, like dwindle, I'm a dundo girl, which is not good. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, what are we doing? I don't know, we're doing nothing, you know? But um, back to what I was saying, it was like, in this space that I'm in, I'm just like, really like listening to God and like, I want to show up as my best self in every relationship, friendship and everything right now. And the guy that I'm friends with right now is like, we do probably need to have a conversation pretty soon. Um, and when I say conversation, it'll be like make it a temperature check, you know? Like, like, you know what we doing? I feel like temperature checks are really healthy because now you're not going in a direction where the temperature is not on. If somebody can wake up and say, I'm over it. So that's what I've been on, you know? What (laughs) and I think what I love about life though, you don't know how life is gonna go.
3: Never.
1: Ain't that beautiful? Never. It's like you just don't know how life is gonna go, and even like me, I didn't expect to even have that person as my friend. Like I listen, one of my homegirls is really upset with me right. She's not really upset, but when I was breaking up with my ex-boyfriend, I told her like, "Girl, we're gonna be like doing our thing. We're gonna travel the world." And she thinks that because I like have a friend, knows like, I'm just in my own bag right now. I'm focusing on my business. Like I dropped a lot of balls in business like over the past couple of years when mm-hmm. I was depressed and I'm just like fixing it right now. Mm-hmm. It feels good to fix it. Like I'm a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like every day I wake up, I feel good. Like my, I don't have to go to my store. I don't live in Houston anymore. So my store operates without me.
3: why you choose Miami?
1: So why did Miami choose me? So, <laughs> so I don't believe me. My husband and I are going to live in Miami. I don't feel like my husband's in Miami. Like, I don't feel like that's what he's in the way. I think we're going to have another property there. I don't, that's what I do feel. Miami at that time, I was shooting a TV show for a Lifetime while I was in a relationship. And that was a second home outside of Houston. So when I broke up with my boyfriend, I still had that place. So I went back to Miami. And Miami was really rehabilitating for me for that season. What I don't like about Miami is that there's two sides of Miami. One side where everyone is like rich, like they say they're rich or whatever. Like, like I live in a very um, predominantly like, Sunny Isles, like Jewish, Armenian type of vibes over there. Russian, a lot of Russians. Then there's another side of Miami where um, their they're pursuit of something, they're their pursuit of like a relationship, a pursuit of happiness. is like a melting pot of people trying to figure it out. There's another side that's like further out, like Miramar, where they're like, they have family, mm-hmm. you know, like, so I, I love Florida for many, you know, aspects, but I feel like it's not a place where I feel motivated. I think it's beautiful, but I don't wake up like, I want to get some money, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, I wake up like, this is nice. Like, I really have to get myself out of Miami. Yeah, I made a drastic decision and got a place in LA. I shouldn't really have done it, to be honest with you. Um, I should have thought about it a little bit but I was just like, I need to be around the hustle again. Got to LA, I have a nice spot there, nice. So I'm doing some other business stuff out there now. Mm-hmm. My, my show's will be taped there, one of my locations. But Miami's not, I don't feel like that's my destination. I don't know where my destination is. It's like wherever God wants. Mm-hmm. My destination is where my husband's at, you mm-hmm. know? So that's mm-hmm. where I would be like, if my husband says, we're, this is where we're gonna be at.
3: And Ooh, I-
1: I don't really feel he's the one me in Seattle.
3: Anymore. You don't even know who he is.
1: Like, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I don't really, so I feel like my husband, we're gonna share a lot of the same desires and we're gonna, we're gonna have a second property in Miami. I think we're gonna have a second property in Miami. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. But we're gonna be in a place where we can have a family that like can be healthy. The weather is like not so tricky, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're gonna see. To be continued.
3: I plan on living out the country. I plan on having a, a spot in Miami, LA, Atlanta.
1: Atlanta's there. great.
3: And then somewhere out the country. A few places out the country.
1: What countries?
3: I think definitely like Jamaica, Haiti, and maybe Africa. It's all just all over.
1: I feel like the whole goal of being successful and creating freedom is doing what you want yeah, exactly. and creating your own terms. If you mm-hmm. want to have 10 to 15 places mm-hmm. and you want to invest in real estate, do it. Yeah. That's the goal. Like, I just created a business called, and then luxury. Mm-hmm. And it will be like destinations that like my vibe, that I'm going to do the full decor in different cities. Mm. I'm excited about it, it's like a new baby but I'm not gonna, I got licensed as a realtor in Florida just to like get my own properties. So Mm -hmm. I'm gonna definitely do a a Florida property, but I don't know where else right now. You wanna
3: get your real estate license?
1: I already did, I'm licensed. I don't talk about it. I'm not really gonna do everyday deals, but I'm gonna do my own deals, like investment properties.
3: Who does, how long did it take?
1: (laughs) So it was like during my self care journey, Mm -hmm. that's something I did for myself. I believe in wealth building Mm -hmm. and I believe through wealth building, that's when you get freedom. You know, I feel like the everyday ha- hustle, what I'm doing right now, I don't really feel like that's my assignment. I'm going to sell right. my store as franchises. Mm-hmm. So my store will be like a franchise model, and I'm going to sell that. So once we grow up, grow like in scale, I'm going to sell my first one actually in Phipps Plaza. So I'm in the, the mall, Simon Mall, mm-hmm. and they have like over 160 malls. So my goal is to sell my franchises to different franchise owners, and they can place it in the malls. I don't wanna be in the everyday hustle of like that type of business.
3: I don't wanna do nothing. After the age of like 36, all the money that I'm gonna be making is just in my sleep. I don't wanna have to even lift a finger for nothing. Just saying yes and no to shit.
1: I think residual income is important. That's why I love network marketing. And I love it. Like during my depression, I still made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful for that. And I feel like, once everyone can't say what you're saying because they haven't experienced it. Because some people are going to work for the rest of their lives. But when you work hard, you deserve to have that type of goal. Instead, you're like, "Hey, I don't want to work. I want to focus on my family. I want to focus on living. Mm-hmm. Why not? I don't really feel like we should have to work like that.
2: Mm-mm. I think
1: you should have a purpose and like clearly you should have purpose and big goals. But when you put things on auto, like mm-hmm. flow, and you like mm-hmm. really are able to like be a leader and project managed properly. You deserve that if that's what you want. I think mean, everybody wants different things. So with one of my businesses, I want it to be franchised out. I'm still gonna show up for my franchise meetings. Um, I also, my other goal with Etsy, publicly traded like Lululemon, I want my store to be like literally on the stock exchange.
3: Mm.
1: So I'm excited about that. And I know I'm gonna do it.
3: Natalie Nicole, Smith.
1: Don't forget the Smith. <laughs> <I> get married.
3: <laughs> my last name, DuPetan. That's his last name. I know, right? Say it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny.
3: I'm fucking with you. Um, damn, it's been two hours.
1: This is two hours? Yeah, you can talk. You can talk. I ain't said nothing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just asking questions.
1: Listen, we was talking. We was having a conversation. Mm-hmm. It was healthy. A healthy one. Yeah.
3: It had nothing to do with sex or No. stuff or, yeah.
1: I like this is good.
3: What your daughter's going to be like? Like this, really?
1: Exactly like this. I knew it. I prayed for the show, prayed for you, prayed for me. I knew the intention. God was going to be in the atmosphere.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I know it's this people are going to be blessed from the show.
3: That oh, was up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you coming.
1: Thank you for having me.
3: Um, do you want to do direct traffic anywhere? Or
1: well, you know, I'm on Natalie Nicole Instagram. N a t h a l i e Nicole. And follow me, everything's a link in my bio. And right now in this season, I'm showing women how to evolve spiritually, financially, and mentally, and I'm excited about it. So tap in. God bless you. Thank you. And I'll be
3: checking out your store when I get to Houston, go get me a little IV.
1: Yeah, let's do it. I don't
3: know how that's gonna turn out, but.
1: We're gonna get you all the products. (laughs) What's your skincare regimen?
3: Oh, I just use soap.
1: I'm gonna send you some products.
3: I'll be using natural soap, like uh, stuff with turmeric. and
1: We have herbal soap, too. Mm. You're going to love it.
3: as there's no chemicals in it. I'm, I'll yeah. try
1: it. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. And I love that. You're going to have a health show on your platform.
3: Uh, I actually am, yeah, for sure. But, you know, I got to make the other shit cool first. Yeah. And then, you know what I'm saying, now that I got their attention. S-
1: smart marketing plan.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. All
3: right, until next time, y'all.